Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Directly Creative. My guest today is John Robertson. He is a former Apple employee at, well, the same place that I used to work at, uh, the mall. And uh, <laughs> I, I was uh, the guy that supplied him his fix every day. Yeah, I was, uh, I was the guy taking his order, making the drinks, doing all that. I hated that job. I hated that job with everything that I had. I liked it mostly because of the people, but working at that Starbucks was like, I would have nightmares. I would for real have nightmares. I would go home and I would dream about work and then I would wake up and go back to work. It was absolutely dreadful. I feel so bad for all of you current baristas that are going through that right now. Now, I didn't have to deal with bathrooms or uh, or drive-throughs, but this is the guy that got me fired. <laughs> this is the guy that got me fired, and we find out more about that in this episode, mostly because it, it's not really, I will say that it wasn't his fault. It is actually all my fault for anybody that ever accused John of getting me fired, um, no, it wasn't his fault. It was my fault. It was absolutely my fault, as I kind of somewhat explained in this video, or kind of explained in this in this podcast in this episode. Um, yeah, <laughs> but apparently he got a lot of shit for it, and I wish that I had asked them. These are things that I need to I need to start another show called After the Fact or something like that, where I kind of go back and ask questions after the fact and give more context to situations that I didn't think of in the moment on this show, as well as other shows that I will be producing. But, um, I don't even remember what I was talking about. You know, you sometimes when you're just sitting here in front of the mic, you're talking and you're on a stream of consciousness and then your brain just kind of like, or maybe this is mine. It just feels like I've got this stream of consciousness and then somebody comes over and snips it with a pair of scissors and then I just lose everything. My mind goes entirely blank and I just skip existing, it feels like. It feels like nothing exists. But anyway, it's a good episode. John is a good dude. Um, you can find him, uh, listen to his podcast. This is actually probably going to be on his podcast as well. Uh, but check out the rest of his podcast called Somewhere on the Spectrum. And uh, without any further ado, John motherfucking Robertson. <laughs> What's up, homie? What's up, man? How are you? Uh, I'm good, man. It's a national tequila day, so I've got um, some tequila in Topo Chico with a little bit of lime. Is it? I did not know that. Yeah, so it's also Friday, which is also tequila day okay. anyway. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, so, I've never been a tequila yeah, good, guy man. myself, dude. You know, I started drinking tequila probably like eight months ago and i drink it drink reposado with um uh with uh, sparkling water and lime and it's delicious and refreshing and uh, not fattening which See, is helpful i mean very very similar to what i was doing i was on the i was on the tito's train for a solid while there and the same concoction mm. just different i probably taste on my tongue and i'm not throwing it up Tequila makes me extremely that's, nauseous. Oh. Just like the smell a, of it. Yeah. Oh, well. Oh, that's me and whiskey and bourbon and mm. all of that. Anything dark like that, like I can't. 
See, yeah. <laughs> I can do it, but that's that's it, it, that's the problem. I can do it, and then I then yeah, yeah. then oh, Whiskey Dan comes out, and he's he's not a happy guy most of the time. So I stay away. <laughs> now, does Whiskey Dan get Whiskey Dick? Is that a problem? He has. I mean, he has, but <laughs> yeah, we all we all have. Let's be honest. Might have almost fought an Uber driver once or twice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I was probably the Uber driver. <laughs> Just kidding. I would remember it. <laughs> it was a long time ago. Oh, man. Well. Set up, homie. Thanks. Even though it's on my end, it's going to be a, a an audio medium, but I like the I like the light. I appreciate it. going on there. Yeah, it did. Guitar in the background. <laughs> I, I like it. Thanks, man. I didn't think this is what $25 will do for you on Amazon. <laughs> Those lights are 25 bucks. Easy. I need to change everything. To fix my life, apparently. <laughs> I have a bookshelf. I don't have any of that. I have no furniture except oh my for God. the ottoman that I'm My shoulder on. is covering my dirty clothes. Mine, mine, mine too. Actually, that was, I was sending that contract and cleaning my room at the same time because I was like, I have to have <laughs> the setup needs to be looking right. <laughs> and, uh, got you. Yeah. But that's all right. Waiting gave me time to give my children melatonin. So there you go. They would go to sleep. There you go. Um, yeah. So I don't really, I figured since you're record, are you, you're not recording this, I guess, but I will give you all the stuff and you can totally upload this to yours too. So everybody can listen to on the spectrum, uh, as well. If that's <laughs> go, go and definitely check out all of his stuff. But, um, so if, if you want to just treat this as if it's your podcast too, like feel free, you know, I got you. Cool. Why don't you tell people how we know each other? How's that? <laughs> I mean, that is definitely the elephant in the room. <laughs> let's, just, uh, let's just get it out of the way all right. right now. Well, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure you were a regular customer at the Starbucks that I worked at in 2012 through 2014. Um, and your drink, was, your, your drink was a, uh, the only reason I mentioned regular is because I think I remember your drink. <laughs> I want to say it was, it was one of the mochas. It was either a white mocha. Nope. Or a mocha. You're out. You lost well, me already. Okay. Well then that was your Christmas <laughs> drink. Then. That was, you would always go for the peppermint mocha during nope. the holidays. No, I'm totally no. wrong. All right. Well, yeah. Somebody That's else. A, yeah. I, drink a, I usually drink espresso. Hmm. So I drank a dopier espresso with cold milk. Cold milk. Yeah. Uh, the only other person I definitely remembered was Dan. He would get his quad espresso, and uh, Tony would get a Starbucks double shot on ice in a Trenta cup. And yep. uh, yeah, but that's how we yeah, know each Dan other. Would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took your order many a time, and until <laughs> un, until I took it for the last time. <laughs> you didn't take it for the last time, and when you took it for the last time. I never heard the end of it at my job. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think that I even have the full story of your side either, really. So I'll, I'll give a little bit more about my side. Um, I mean, essentially I was working at Starbucks for two years. I was giving out free drinks cause well, I wanted to work at Apple for <laughs> that. That was my, I, remember. I came to San Antonio from Victoria, um, and applied at three different places. I applied at Apple. I applied at Shout J- out, by the way, to Carlos Gonzalez, my best friend who teaches at Victoria East High School. Oh. Or Victoria West, my wait, best. Wait, wait, wait. He doesn't go by a different name, does he? 
No, Carlos Gonzalez. Okay, the band it's, it's not Oscar. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I have a face for him. Got it. Yeah, no, I was thinking Oscar Gonzalez is uh, Mr. G. He's the graphic oh, design no, teacher no, no. that, you know, helped me nope, be. my best friend in the world. Sorry. Okay. Very He's cool. Victoria West. Dope. They might be. I'm a terrible friend. They might be related. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry to interrupt. No worries. Go um, on, please. I applied to J. Crew, Starbucks, and Apple. Apple never got back to me until like maybe three months into me having a job at Starbucks and J crew didn't want anything to do with my peasant self. And, uh, so Starbucks, it was, um, right. Wanted to work at Apple would give away free drinks, trying to make friends with all of the Apple employees, uh, for the entire two years, almost, almost everybody got hooked <laughs> up the entire time. So it took a while. Is it really that, that long? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All the time. Wow. And Starbucks, uh, Apple employees always had like before online ordering was even a thing. We would just know what time you guys are going to show up and try to have your drink ready for you so that you don't have to wait in line. Yeah. We were thinking about that or at least I was, I don't know. Especially, I mean, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because that's the easiest way to get past the register. That's true. You just make the drink. John, come, come on, let's go. And then get out. Easy. I do remember a lot of that for a <laughs> long time. Uh, so that is essentially uh, what happened there. And there were also some issues with me, you know, hogging the bar a bit and maybe not being the best team player at that mm. point. But listen, we, you know, we've all been, I mean, at least <laughs> I have been that person at many jobs. So <laughs> totally okay. I completely understand. Yeah, this is what I remember, and I will tell you exactly what I remember, and I remember it vividly. But I remember going through the line, ordering my drink, and you saying, I got you. And I was like, no, 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 it's okay. And he's like, no, Classic I got me. You. I got you. And then sort of like from the from the corner of my eye, I see this uh, um, uh, woman. Large, larger Hispanic woman, woman yes. Um, <laughs> not very nice woman either. It was like, she could can be I talk to you real quick? Mm. And you were like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, she like pulled you to the back. And I was like, oh, fuck, what just happened? And I think Joe, he's probably going to listen to this because we talked about doing a react video to you talking about this anyway. <laughs> um, and Joe was like, oh, shit, bro, I think you just got him fired. And I was like, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> I didn't walk up and say, what's up, Dan? Let me get that free drink. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much uh, an offer on your part, which I was very appreciative Absolutely. of. Absolutely. But it very quickly turned into <laughs> John got the dude at Starbucks fired. <laughs> and the next day it was confirmed that you were fired. I felt awful. So I went to said manager and was like, it wasn't his fault. I'll pay for the drink. Please, like, I don't want to be responsible for somebody losing their job. And she was like, I'm sorry. It's already done. And I was like, fuck. Like, <laughs> immediately I was like, no, this is awful. I would say for the better part of three years. Oh, my God. Maybe four <laughs> years. It was. With the old, because you know at Apple we stick around for a long time. Right. We would stick around. Right. When I left, I was there for almost ten years. 
And there are people now who I got hired with, like my shout out Bree, my friend Bree, who is approaching her. She's at nine and a half. We got hired on the same day at Apple and we went to training together. So um, we stayed for a long time. Um, Joe's been there probably just over nine. And so like, yeah, there's inside jokes. And so it'd be like, John got electrocuted in the genius room and uh, Joe didn't do anything to help him and just watched him <laughs> fall on the ground. And also John got the guy from Starbucks fired. <laughs> and so none of it came up again really after I left until like a week ago, you posted in your stories about why you got fired from Starbucks. And as soon as I saw it, I think my response was, oh, boy. Because I knew that shit was coming back hard. And I got probably five to eight messages, direct messages on Instagram saying, look who's back. I was like, little do you know, little do you know, Dan and I have kept up with each other over the years. So... I'm not surprised to see Dan's face. And also, one of them was just like, look what you did. And I was like, first of all, the dude looks like he's doing great. Okay? <laughs> Fuck, leave me alone. Second of all, again, I didn't make this call. This wasn't on me. <laughs> and uh, so that's my side of the story. And uh, I will tell you right now, the people that worked with me will not believe it. Well, I want to know who those five to eight people were because doesn't matter because <laughs> all of them got free drinks by the way all of them okay so was one of them was one of them caitlin yep and um, i don't know if matt God. matt did not hit me up but joe hit me up sure um yeah. Bree hit me up you know what i always joe i always thought joe hated me that might just be you know, a thing, Joe. If you're, you're probably listening. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> Joe is a very stoic man. He's a lovely man. He's very stoic, and so it's okay. Don't worry about it. Joe's a nice guy. He probably likes you a lot. I'm he just wants to use uh, it as a joke for. You know, me getting, I mean, I was me, also me a, I was also a fresh out of high school, trying to do my yeah. best in the world little college boy as well so i had so many really terrible jobs in my early 20s so well i don't want to just skip over you getting electrocuted (laughs) in the genius bar Uh, (laughs) god damn it this episode of the podcast is brought to you by dangalvan.com whether you're a brand or an individual i want to help you grow through visual production and creative education for all you fellow creators out there many of you already know that lightroom presets are a simple one-click solution to editing your photos like a pro and this morning at dangalvan.com, I just dropped my latest Lightroom preset called Undertone, which you can download for free right now until the end of the month with promo code PODCAST. Now, for all you brands and business owners out there, whether you're selling exotic supercars and multi-million dollar homes, or simply selling cheeseburgers and lemonade, if you want to elevate your marketing efforts of your product or service, take a second, grab a pen, 
and add me to your phone's contact list right now because dangalvan.com is your go-to one-stop shop for all things creative. Want to share your product or service with the masses in the form of a unique and beautifully crafted cinematic styled video? dangalvan.com. Planning a launch event, social media ad campaign, or need help maintaining your social media accounts? dangalvan.com. Whether you need video production, photography, graphic design, website design, or simply want my personal professional insight on how to improve or implement creativity into a project you're already working on, Go to dangalvan.com right now or email me at dg at dangalvan.com and find out how I can help you get to where you would like to be. dangalvan.com. Think, create, grow. Now back to the episode. I wish I could say it only happened once. Oh, oh my. What? Okay. Tell me it happened different ways at least. Oh, yeah. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> Thankfully. <laughs> um, yeah. So in the repair room, in the Apple store I worked in, there was a sort of like center rack situation that we would put parts on and whatever, but the, the outside of it was metal. Like the frame was metal. And for the most part, no big deal. Like it's not like we put, you know, anything that important on there. But, uh, one night we used to work midnight repair shifts. Mm-hmm. We would do two geniuses in the repair room. We would go in at 3 p.m. and then we would work until midnight. And so from 8 to midnight, we would just be doing repairs. So one of these Tuesday nights, it was me and Joe Medellin. Shout out, Joe. And uh, we was awesome. We would listen to R&B music because that's what Joe and I listened to uh, together. And um, I was plugging in. Joe was kind of like sitting, facing the wall at a repair desk, a repair area uh with his you know hands in a computer head down and i was finished with the computer i went to plug in a power adapter into an outlet on this on this metal rack and bro when i tell you i got electrocuted like i got electrocuted <laughs> like this is not like oh no my finger like i felt that shit go down my arm like through my shoulder down my arm back up again and it like flung my big ass backwards <laughs> and I spun 180 degrees and I like hit my, my body like hit the repair table and then I like landed up against the wall and slid down like a freaking, com- like a comic book character. Oh my God. And like in the video, cause there is somewhere video of this cause we have cameras everywhere. Sure. You just see Joe like 30 seconds later, just kind of like, turn his head like 45 <laughs> degrees to the right and just go, John, you all right? I was like, I got shocked. <laughs> He's like, you all right? I was like, yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> now, back then, it was a little bit of a like uh, Wild Wild West in the repair room. There weren't as many regulations mm. as there what, should be and what, there are now. What what year is this? This is probably 2015. Okay. I'm going to say 20, maybe 2014, actually. Probably karma and it happened the day after you guys. <laughs> <what happened. laughs> and uh, so, what did we do? Uh, we immediately went into the office and started to find the video and rewind the video to watch me get electrocuted and laugh our asses off. Nobody took me to the hospital, <laughs> nobody wrote it down. It was just like, You all right? Yeah, I feel fine. Let's watch the video. And it's just two of you? It's just you and him? Me and him. And then a manager was there as well in the, in like, in the manager's office. Mm. 
but yeah, it was just the two of us. I mean, there might have been other people in the store doing other things, uh, like visuals and stuff like that. Sure. Just the two of us in the repair room. Oh my god! And uh, we probably watched that video back like twenty times, and it got <laughs> shared all around. I don't have it anymore, but I wish I did. If some if somebody it, listened to this that worked at Apple that had it, I want it. I, I want it so bad. If I want it too, <laughs> Leslie. I don't know if you listen to this, Leslie, but I know you got that video. Mm-hmm. The second time it happened to me next to Leslie at the at the Genius Bar in the front. Yes. <laughs> During open hours. Yes. <laughs> in oh. front of a customer. Oh, no. I was in front of a customer in an appointment. I took his charger, plugged it into a power adapter, and used her pop, like, really loud. And I was like, ow, fuck. Like, which, no, no, don't curse in front of the customer, sure, right? Sure, yeah. And the customer looked at me and goes, holy shit, did you just get shot? And I was like, yeah. And Leslie was, like, to my right like sort of overlooking the store like like Mufasa and she's like hey are you all right and I was like I just got shocked again (laughs) she's like damn it John I was like I didn't do anything I just plugged it in like that's how this went down and then I couldn't feel my fingers oh shit and so then uh our former lead genius Tony Parker not the basketball player obviously um what who just like his name is Tony Parker. I That's can't. It. I can't just let that pass. That's all right. I know. And also, completely uninterested in sports. I need this. So, uh, I'm so sorry, everybody. My dog is losing his shit care. currently. I need to pick him up. Give me one minute, dog. Take your time. Come here. Come here, little boy. I need you to be quiet. Can you be quiet, please? You gotta go poopy. Okay. There we go. All right. So you didn't get fired that day. <laughs> I did not get fired because um, it wasn't my fault. And uh, so Tony Parker took me to the hospital because it was no longer the YY West, Wild Wild West, and we needed to file an incident report, and Apple needed to make sure that I didn't die. Mm. So or by the time I got to the hospital, like I couldn't feel any of my fingers in my right hand. It was nuts. Would but they, I mean, what would they have done if you, if you couldn't use your hand, you think you would have gotten some, some money that you wouldn't have been able to feel? Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The one thing I'll tell you about Apple, like besides being a great place to work, they like, they take care of their employees like brilliantly. Right. So we had the best benefits and the best, I mean like, yeah. And hence, it's, hence it's why awesome. I was trying to fucking sling Starbucks double shots to everybody. <laughs> get my ass in that door. Let me tell you. Listen, starting you are not pay the thir- only one. $13 an hour. I'm pretty sure it was starting oh, it was pay. more than that. Uh, in 20, um, that's what they told me. Oh, in um, 2014, it was like 13 or It was 13, 14, and you had options to get into like the 17 range at that time. So it's more now? Uh, I'm pretty sure. I mean, when I left, I was making a lot more than that. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, I mean, it's very good money for retail, and it's not really retail, so no, not for the technicians. I mean, for the genius being, it's not retail really at all. Like, no, yeah, we yeah. did a decent portion of our day is in the back repairing computers, and uh, occasionally phones, and then 
stuff like that. So how did you, how do you get that? How, how do they de- decide whether or not, because what I was, I was trying to get hired for the front and I guess it was probably a sales position, even though I'm terrible at sales mm-hmm. and that's probably why I didn't get it. But, um, there seemed to be like a very extensive interview process. It was like a three tiered interview process. And so what did you already have to know in order to be able to like, first of all, be hired to fix Apple products? Did they have to like put you through a, through like the Apple ringer and teach you all these things? Or did you have to kind of have like a background of knowledge? I did not. I mean, almost no one starts out as a genius. So that team is very small. At least in my store, it was at the most, it was 11 people out of, I think the biggest the store ever was when I worked there was like 140 people. So only 11 geniuses. Every genius is an Apple certified Mac technician. So they go through pretty rigorous training. Uh, It's not as rigorous as it was when I and Joe and Bree went through it, but it's still Mm -hmm. pretty rigorous. Um, But I got hired to do sales and I did that for six months and then you, uh, I got promoted, not promoted, but I got moved to the technical side and then you work on like, like troubleshooting really only. Does everybody uh, kind of get moved so. from sales to like a troubleshooting type of thing? No, it's just they, they see could, opportunity you could be hired. Here? You could be hired to do the troubleshooting stuff. Um, specifically, um, when I was coming up in it, it was, a lot harder to get hired straight out as a technician. Now though, they just, they're so busy that they have to hire people straight out. Mm. So I went like what they call specialists, which is sales to, um, technical specialist, which is, you know, troubleshooting to, and then I went at the time, they only, the next position was genius. And so when I got it, it was, 2012, middle of 2012. Yeah, like May of 2012. And then I got sent to Cupertino, California for three and a half weeks. Oh, whoa. Um, yeah, it was $100 a day for food. They give you a rental car, jump in a hotel. Um, so, uh, yeah, and then it's eight to five Monday through Friday in a classroom setting, eight people in an actual like built up genius room. Like they build up in the building I was in, there were eight individually built genius rooms, like where you fully functioning computers, you repaired and everything. And so you, the first week is like software cause you have to be certified in all the software. So, and then you take a test at the end of the week, if you passed it, then you get to keep going. And, and um, then two more weeks of training and then the last day you do your repair slash excuse me slash genius bar um exam so you actually have to give um like a a mock appointment but then also you have to repair a computer um so that was hard for me i had no technical background at all when i got hired at apple Mm -hmm. i've done retail a lot But I mean, I studied music in college. I got nothing on computers before I got hired at Apple. Really? Wait, what college did uh, you go to then? I studied music at UTSA. Okay. And yeah. what does that even entail? How does it? Here's the thing. I dropped out of college 
doing mm-hmm. the, I went to college for business entrepreneurship and then I didn't, I, I, did, I didn't finish my, Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I laughs> That did. makes sense. I was going to say, so how, like, what was the, <laughs> the music? What, what, what did that, I got, what did that make you I, do? I went did for teach three, you I went for three years. I studied voice. Okay. Um, it's a lot, man. Yeah, theory, uh, oral skills. So you learn how to like listen and notate things. Um, Did you find so, that like, you started not liking it, and that's why you dropped out, or was it too hard, or like? Because I, I feel like I love music, but I would hate yeah. learning about that. Uh, it depends on the person. I was a terrible student, like really bad. I had super, super undiagnosed ADHD when I was a kid. Like, I could not focus on anything. And then I should not have gone to music school because <laughs> I grew up overseas and I was a pretty good singer for where I was. Which was, where was that? Oh, I grew up in Northern Italy. Whoa. Yeah. I was listening to, uh, I've listened to nothing but, oh, wow, I'm going to blank on his name. Oh, my the song I've been singing all day long is Ava Maria. Mm. All day. Yeah. What's what's his it's, name? There's like a hundred different versions of Ava Maria. Though. I'll find it right now. It's gonna bother me. I need to know it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was like a like a big fish in a small pond in high school. But like my little high school in Italy, we didn't study like music theory or sight reading or anything like that. So when I went to audition at UTSA. Like the first thing I did was send in a CD. So I sent in a CD and they said, yes, uh, you're in. We just need to hear you on the first day so we could place you for scholarships and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was like, showed up like the first day of school and I was like, or like the day before school. And I was like super pumped and I'm like, oh, I got this fucking scholarship. Like I was so excited. And uh, they handed me a piece of paper, piece of paper. And they're, and, uh, they're like, Hey, can you sight read this? And I was like, no, <laughs> What? What does that no. even mean? I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> I didn't know people did that, like, except for professionals. And I was 18. Like, like I had sung professionally since I was, like, 14 in a gospel group. Yeah. Maybe 15. And we didn't sight read. Like, they were all, what, like. What is that? Stab- sight reading. What is that? Like, literally looking at the notes and singing it. Oh, Oh, no. With no. Oh, no. Like, they just hand you this and go, sing this. Like, words and everything. And, oh, my God. No. And I was like, no, I don't know how to do that. Mm -mm. Like, and I didn't. But what I didn't know at the time was, like, that's like a fundamental thing in middle school and high school choir in Texas. Oh. And probably around the country. But, like, I have friends who teach middle school and high school choir that, like, their middle school choirs can run through a whole piece of music first time seeing it, no problem. In harmony, in their parts, everything. Huh. Yeah, I had nothing. Had nothing like this at 18. And I could read music, but like, and I knew scales and stuff like that. Like I mm-hmm. could play, I could plunk things out on the piano. I played saxophone. Like I could, I could hang and I could sing, but Wait. like I wasn't prepared like they were. So are, are notes, are vocal notes like on the chart or the lines, on the staff? <clears throat> are they the same as like playing guitar? Yeah. Or, 
It's the same shit. Okay, so then I have done this before. I did this in middle school then because I played trombone and I play guitar and I yeah. did all that stuff. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. I still don't same think thing, that, just singing it. I don't think that I would have the note in my head for what tone that's supposed to be, though. That's the issue. Well, so they would give you a starting note. They'd be like, mm. this is a C. Like, okay. But what else do I do? So like <laughs> yeah. but what I found when I got to when I got to like freshman year first class, which is aural skills, which is A U R L A U R A L skills, which is like your ear training. They like there are people who could they could go through like whole pieces of music without it, like with no trouble. And I just wasn't there. Like I wasn't there at all. And my first, like when you study an instrument in college, you get like, you have a teacher, obviously like a lesson professor. Mm -hmm. And then you have a, like a group, um, a group of people who are also studying with the same teacher. And once a week you all get together and show off what you're practicing. Well, the very first one I had, this dude who now goes by Renee Barbera walked in. And he's saying, like, a professional level, like, seasoned professional level operatic aria at 18 years old. And I was like, oh, fuck. And literally after that 30-minute class, I called my mother at home and was like, I think I should come home. <laughs> like, no bullshit. And home and is Eric Bar- back to Italy? Italy. Oh, my God. Italy. <laughs> and I, like, Eric Barbera went on to win many 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 operatic competitions like international like like one of the three tenors Placido Domingo runs a contest called Operalia which is all the best young opera singers in the world compete there Eric won that wow when he was like 25 so you basically went to music class and then LeBron James walked in 100% like, You're like Eric no. now sings, <laughs> he now sings in the best opera houses in the world. Yeah, like he's probably like he's probably friends with, with homeboy. I was trying to find a second ago. I need to know his name, by the way. Are you talking about Andrea Bocelli? Yes, that's all I needed. Thank you, Andrea Bocelli. Um, God, so stupid. I don't know how I could forget. Sorry that. to break it to you, but uh, most opera singers don't like Andrea Bocelli. He's not very, he's not very good at the opera stuff. So. <laughs> but he's got a nice voice. I do like his voice very much. But he's sort of opera singers are snooty about that shit. Opera, and, uh, I think everybody that's at an opera is probably snooty about a lot of things. So yeah, <laughs> there's also true. that. That's very true. <laughs> so yeah, I failed miserably at uh, at music school, and then I just really didn't want to do it. Mm. And then in the end, what did you want like, to do? I just wasn't. I had no idea. It wasn't just. It wasn't. So okay. So did did you go back to Italy then? No, I stayed for three years. The thing is, I moved to the States to be with my now wife. Mm. Um, you have a much more met. interesting story than I would have ever imagined. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, question mark. Um, oh, you just seem like a normal American guy. You're not American either? I'm an American citizen, but my family's been overseas since the 50s. Okay. My grandfather's a pianist, a classical pianist. My grandmother, who passed away a few years ago, was a, a American uh, teacher for uh, for a teacher for American schools overseas. Um, so my family's been 
in either Germany or Italy since 1954, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, so I met my wife when I was 17. And uh, How? we started dating. High school? You're a high school sweetheart? Okay, I'm trying to figure this out. <clears throat> she was also... Military in- kid. Got it. Okay. She's a military She kid. was in Italy as well, and she went back. Okay. Yeah. She lived in Italy for like eight months. Best eight months of her I life. I moved there. <laughs> What's that? This is the best eight months of her life, huh? At least best four months of her life. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we dated for four months, and then she, her dad got relocated to San Antonio. And um, so we stayed together. We did a year of like of, um, of long distance love, long distance dating, and it worked. And then I really didn't have much family in the states, so when I had to come to college, I knew I was going to go to the states. I wanted to go to Berkeley College of Music, right? Of course, thirty five thousand dollars a year in two thousand three. Yeah. So fuck that. <laughs> you would have met John Mayer, and uh, is that right? Yeah. I would not have been as good as him, so it would have been fine. <laughs> um, story all over again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Same fucking story. Um, and uh, so Danielle decided to stay to do school in Texas, so I came to Texas, much to my mother's dismay. Hmm. And then I stayed, and uh, <coughs> in like seven um, like 20 days will be our 14-year wedding anniversary. And uh, next February will be 20 years together. Congratulations, So man. we started dating. Thank you. We started dating just before, just after I turned, a week after I turned 17. Jesus. So that's how I got to this country. That's incredible. And I've been trying to get the fuck out of it ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Where to you, do you want to go? Do you want to go back to Italy? I mean. Yeah, that's and, what I'm trying to. Yeah. And how did, uh, how did that affect, how did, how's this whole thing affecting your people over there? It was really bad. My family got lucky. So my family spread out over Austria, Italy, and England, and not one person got infected. Nobody got infected at all? Nobody. Wow. And my mom lives like 45 to 50 minutes away from the epicenter in Italy. And she didn't get, I mean, she also didn't leave the house didn't for 130 yeah. days. Yeah. Like, not, she didn't go to the grocery store. She didn't go anywhere. See, People you, brought her food. Yeah. You have like killer insight into that too. Um, did they actually? I'm assuming they did because it's pretty much over there now, right? It's gone. They don't have any traces. Yeah, they just I think listened so. to what everybody yeah, said. They're back to, actually did. It's pretty much back to normal now. Yeah. And but they all, shut the shit down. All they bro. did was they follow the rules. Well, that's my that's my point. They just followed the rules. Yeah. yeah. They they shut it down. The only reason you were allowed to leave your house was to go to the grocery store or the gas station or go home. That's it. And if you were going to work, you had to have a special permit that was mailed to you. Wow. That your boss applied for. Other than that, you didn't go anywhere. And people were frustrated by it, but they understood it was for the greater good so they could stop and save people. Because they were thousands dying a day at one Right, point. yeah. But... Yeah, my mom didn't leave the house for 130 days, homie. Like Good. 130 days. Good on her. And Thanks. it was tough. Like it was really tough on her. And um, 
a lot of you know. But the other thing is the government took care of people. They made sure everybody had money. And uh, what what do they do with that? How did they do that? Was it different? Straight up paid people, like multiple times or just the one time? Oh no, consistently. I I have stayed completely. I stay out of the news on all fronts. I don't listen or watch pretty much anything. Yeah, yeah. So for all you news people out there, I don't know. (laughs) I know it's okay. I don't want telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, You're right. I read, I read, but I'm not watching MSNBC or Fox. Like yeah. We good. I don't, I don't have a TV. I don't need somebody. I just so. I have a TV, but I just don't want to. I don't need to be told what to think. Sure. You know what I mean? I'd like to. I'd like to learn on my own thing. Um, but um, yeah. From my understanding, basically the government paid a percentage of the salary. Hmm. And so the times are the Italian government is different that way. Like, for example, if my wife were an Italian citizen and she got pregnant in Italy, they would pay her. 85% of her salary for a year to stay home. Wow. So in the States, there's no, we have no mandatory stay home time. No. Most, most companies give you three months. Italy, a year. Wow. So it's just taken care of. And you can't be, you can't lose your job either. See, uh, I'm wondering. Just take care of you. I'm wondering if I should have gone about this a little bit differently too, because it seems like a lot of my friends have been just living the, the fun government pays me money, whatever that is even called. I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Like people who are on unemployment. That, that yeah. Unemployment. They're just been collecting. Unemployment yeah, yeah, checks. I know people and I'm like, like dude, you're making yeah. so much money right now <laughs> by doing nothing. And I, since I'm self-employed, I like, my parents told me, "Hey, you should try to get that unemployment." I'm like, "I don't, I don't want, I don't want it because I don't want, I don't. I feel like they're going to screw me. The government's going to get me. I know that they are. If they give me something, they're <laughs> going to want something from me, and I don't want to owe anybody anything. So I'd rather have nothing. I get it. I'll keep what I what I earned. So I I looked at it, and they just made it so cryptic. And for self employed people, it almost made it seem like I would have had to have had a job that I lost." In order for me to get it. Yeah, you probably have to prove so a certain amount of clients lost and stuff like that. You're probably better off, brother, honestly. Um, my brother, uh, I'm sure he won't mind me saying this. He was a waiter. He might. I don't give a fuck. Uh, <laughs> he was a waiter. And uh, his restaurant shut down, of course. He was probably making more money staying at home than he was. And he's in Italy or here? No, no, he's here. All of my siblings are here. Okay. Because they all had to come to the States eventually. And... Um, I was the only one here. So <laughs> they all came to San Antonio again, much to my mother's dismay. So, um, Did they just come to follow you? They didn't want to try. They, anywhere all, went, else? they all came to cop. My, you know what? My old, my youngest brother went to New York. I was going to say like, Italy, upstate New York, probably do well in New yeah. York. Yeah. Uh, upstate New York. He did not finish school either. The only one that finished, of course, was my sister out of the four. Three boys, one girl. <laughs> the girl finished <laughs> while she's a single mom and working full time. Uh, the rest of us go. have no excuse. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, so then my brother didn't uh, didn't stay in New York, and then he moved here. And then my older brother lives here too. Um, yeah, it's a weird thing that so, they're all here. So, do you sing but too? I used to. I don't really anymore. No, I sang. I used to sing like wedding gigs and stuff like that. And then I oh, you actually did it for money. 
Oh yeah. Oh, I, that, that's I did. Super dope. Yeah, when I was four, fifteen, I started singing for money, like in a group that like performed. <laughs> Sorry, singing for money just kind of it sounded. It, it sounded a little <laughs> no. risque. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm out here just giving handy for money. Like, let's <laughs> um, just call it professionally. You sang professionally for a little bit. Whatever it is, You're like dead. that's what it is. You hand me a twenty, <laughs> we'll make a couple notes come out. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then uh, I sang uh, while I was in college. I, I did wedding gigs and stuff like that. And I had a church gig where I was a paid sort of ringer at a church. So I sang in their choir and they paid me monthly. And then uh, a couple of times I've I've had stints with the San Antonio Symphony Master Singers. But I didn't enjoy that very much. Mm-hmm. Not because of them, it's just that. I grew tired of it. And then uh, now I, d- I don't really sing at all, but um, for funsies. Yeah. Well, I, I know that you you said that you listened to R&B and all that kind of stuff. And I saw you yeah. critiquing, not maybe not critiquing, but just being kind of blown away by this one. I don't know her name either, but she's she posted some girl who was going off on this song. And um, so I was curious maybe if you sang any kind of soul at all. I did, that's, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. You just <laughs> However, didn't have it or what? Uh, I had there. a little bit of it. Yeah. I know I had a little bit of it, but not enough to, to like, I mean, I sang gospel music for a long time, but, yeah. um, you know, the stuff I grew up listening to, I just didn't, it wasn't in my, it, it didn't come out the way I wanted it to, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately then I got to college and got training and because before I went to college, I didn't have any training. I'd never had a voice, but I'd had mm-hmm. one voice lesson actually. And, um, and then I started training classically and it changed my voice somewhat for the better, but then like whatever bit of soul I had in it, it was gone. Uh, it was gone by the time they were done. See, that's something so, that I'm kind of concerned about myself because I've thought about trying to get voice lessons too by just, I mean, anybody that know, I guess knows what they're doing, but. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had a lesson myself either, except my my training is all listening to the Backstreet Boys in preschool and yeah. every R and B guy after that. Yes, I think you can learn fundamentals without affecting the tone of your voice. Okay, they all like John Legend trains. He still has a voice teacher. Sure, he's not changing his voice. I was I was in a program that was studying. I was learning operatic classical style singing. Um, but you could definitely get a teacher. He's going to teach you breathing exercises, how to properly use your voice so you don't hurt yourself because you can hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of popular singers have had many surgeries on their voice. Famously, John Frank Mayer. Sinatra had over. Frank Sinatra had five surgeries oh, on his wow. voice. He had terrible, terrible technique. Um, yeah, shit happens all the time. If you don't learn how to use it, you're going to hurt it. And, um, or it's going to go away, frankly. Like, it will, sure. there will be a time where that's, you can't do it anymore. Yeah, that's true. That's definitely true. There's definitely some songs that I used to be able to sing and hit those notes. And now it's just like, all right, I guess I don't do that song anymore. That's, that's unfortunate. That was the closer. Well, Karaoke night. Now yeah. it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, well, I've been there. Um, <laughs> I mean, the, the truthfully, 
the male singing voice doesn't fully mature until 35. Oh, no. That so, is not good news. Sometimes that's good. I, I suppose. I don't know, man. I was doing, I was doing uh, Aerosmith's... Oh, I don't even remember what the name... I have the most terrible memory I'm finding right now. You're crazy? You're singing crazy? Though? No, it wasn't crazy. No, um, name a couple of those songs. Shit, you're asking the wrong dude. I didn't grow Damn up listening to rock. Damn it. <laughs> uh, I grew up listening to Walk R&B This Way. And- Walk This Way. Yeah. Oh, oh fuck that guy, Which is bro. a crazy song. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have recordings of it somewhere, but I've tried in the like right now and I, I can't do it anymore. But no, it's not the right form for it. It's <laughs> It'd be weird. But I would always wake up and my voice would just be trashed the next morning as well as the rest mm-hmm. of my body. But yeah, see, a vo- vocal coach or a vocal teacher would teach you how to use it so that that doesn't happen. I could have also been completely blackout drunk and thinking I was hitting the notes too. So oh, there's yeah. that. Maybe I never. When maybe I never. Every once it. in a while, <laughs> my best friend went to college in uh, at A&M Corpus, mm. and uh, every once in a while, I would go down and visit, and we would inevitably end up at this bar that did karaoke. And like I would smoke like a half a pack of cigarettes and drink a bunch of beers oh. and be like, well, I could sing End of the Road by Boyz II Men, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be just like, by, I'm wearing a Boyz II Men t-shirt right now. Um, <laughs> and I could like, I'd come off stage and be drunk and be like, Carlos, did I sing those notes? I'm like, nah. nah. <laughs> me, and my, me and my roommate would Wasn't always... close? <laughs> <laughs> me and my roommate always do the duet with Boyz II Men. Uh, so hard to say goodbye. We would always do oh, that clear, like towards the end. Hold on, that was always a fun one. Yeah. This is a Cooley High Harmony. There we go. The original CD that oh, that wow. song is from. So hard to say goodbye to yesterday. Yeah. Let me tell you, I that, listened yep. to that song so many times, thinking about Mr. Kobe Bryant. Oh, uh, yeah. damn it! And actually, one of the one of the guys that there's another song that I list, I don't remember the name of this song at all. But the one of the guy the guy that was singing it was doing a cover of it, and you, okay, he actually looks like you with a beard, but you look like each other. Son of a bitch. Somewhat. You might know him. Maybe since you're a fan of R&B, you you one you definitely will like him if you don't know him. Uh, his name's Teddy. Why, dude? Teddy swims. Yeah, I know who that is. Love that guy. He, there's some song mm. he was singing. Whenever I found out the news about Kobe, I was playing him on repeat. And so it was just yeah. kind of fortuitous that sad music was playing. Kobe's death made me cry, bro. I like, cried for months. I don't think... I think when Robin Williams died, I was really sad. Like, I probably cried a little bit. When Kobe died, I cried. Like, I cried hard. That was tough. Like, that was tough, 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 tough. And I think the next time I cried like that was the other day when John Lewis died. Like I cried hard when John Lewis died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kobe, like Kobe grew up like me, dude. He was just like, like he grew up in Italy. Oh, true. Like really yeah. close to where, yeah, we were very, like he spoke perfect Italian. Like we had very similar backgrounds and, until the basketball thing. Cause I was the garbage athlete. <laughs> and, um, yeah, Kobe's death hurt, man. Hurt hard. Still does. I can't believe it's the same year that Kobe died. Yeah, he's in my... I'm I'm realizing that I definitely 
bury trauma. <laughs> That's definitely something oh, that yeah. I do because I'm I'm living yeah. and I'm happy and nothing like he's still alive as far as I'm concerned at this point. In my head, it's I've completely cut it off. Damn. I see photos and it's just, it doesn't, it, that's not real. I feel you. I still think my dad likes me. So I get it. <laughs> I, I completely get it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Kobe's tough. That was, that was tough. Like I know a lot of people, I was, a, I was very sad that his daughter died too. Obviously that's awful. And all right. the other people on the plane, but yeah. Damn, damn, damn. damn. <laughs> How, it seems weird that it's the same year right like it seems like he died three years ago a, a while back yeah exactly i that's definitely because time's been droning on but it the, i was i was on a daily vlog thing too i was i was on like a roll of putting out videos and that mm-hmm. morning i remember like i saw the fog that killed kobe and i was excited about it because it was like 6 30 in the morning sun's rising I just bought this. You, you were in LA? Huh? No, 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 Are you no. Live, do you live in? No, 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 no. I live in San Antonio, oh. but there That's was, okay. there was fog here too. It was like this weird, really oh. low fog. And I was up in the morning, wa- drinking my morning coffee, flying my drone into the sunrise. And there were these low, just mysterious clouds just, and I have the footage and I can't bring myself. I don't, I haven't watched that or any of the Kobe mm. footage that I have. Cause I was filming a video vlog and so that was going to be some of my intro stuff um so i i saw it and i was really excited about it this is dope shots and very cinematic and then i come back and i'm starting to edit some d- different things and i'm recording on the camera and then i get a notification from clutch points and it says yeah. kobe bryant dies and i'm like no no, no no click it and of course i start reading it and then i catch my actual like breaking <laughs> my mental breakdown on camera, which is not a good thing. And then I just ha- didn't really make videos for a while, but yeah, it <laughs> almost every day looked exactly like that footage for the next, at least 30 days at some point, in the my, day, multiple times a day. My, uh, one of my best friends, pretty much my little brother, Clint lives in New York. And he messaged me and said, just like Kobe Bryant died. And I was like, what the fuck did you just say? Like, as if like, yo, like I think everything's funny, but that's not funny. Yeah. Like he's like, no, no, for real, Kobe Bryant died. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? Like, and it took me a minute and I was like, that's not possible. Like, why would that what? How? Like, what the fuck? No. And uh yeah, that was and it was like even at work, like the next, I was I think I was off that day. Maybe the next day I went in. It was so fucking somber, dude. Yeah. It was like, yeah, that was. Mm. Mm. It's funny you say that it's not funny because one of the, this I'm pretty sure it was either same day or day after. I, <laughs> I tried to mask my sad with hat with like a joke. And I, I mean, whether it was too soon or not, I don't know. I tweeted it and I deleted it like a day after I left it up for like 24 hours. And I was like, nah, but. I said, he finally did it, you guys. Kobe passed. Kobe what? Kobe passed. Like the ball. Yeah. Oh, shit. (laughs) I thought your your audio broke out. I was like, he did what? No. No. 
Oh, well, oh, well yeah. good thing I deleted it because <laughs> that joke bombed so hard right there. Oh, I felt it. <laughs> Whether, Damn, yeah. But. I laughed at funerals and I didn't like that one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that shit's tough, dude. Yeah, that's, no, I, I took it down, though. I was like, I can't, I can't. I looked at it and I was like, I can't, I can't stand Somebody by it. Somebody would I just felt like I couldn't stand by it. I, I thought right. it was funny at the time and then I took it down. I was like, uh, I don't like it. I get it. I brought it back, so I now it. now it lives here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I won't tell anybody you said it. Don't worry. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so where you're from, Victoria? Yeah, I'm from Victoria. Um, actually, from a t- even smaller town called Placido, which is like 45 minutes outside of that, which sure. I, th- I think has a population of like I don't know 200 people, something like that. Oh my that. god, it's f- very small. So we lived and what San Antonio because college, huh? Yeah, we have the same story in that in that sense. I went to UTS. no University of Houston, Victoria. No, no, no. That was on the that was on the up and up as I was graduating high school. Oh, okay. That was starting to happen. We we still had VC. VC was probably honestly, yeah. if I'm being truthful with myself, that's what I should have done. But yeah, if I if I wanted to play basketball, that's what I should have done. I should have just stayed there, played basketball for four years. Or one year there and try to get myself out to somewhere else. You but good baller? Are you a good baller? Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. tried. I wasn't yeah. great. I definitely could have done something with it, but I didn't. I decided to try to pursue business entrepreneurship and make sure that I... So I quit basketball my senior year of high school and... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, cried about it that day and then basically had to like watch... I just I still had to go to the games, but I wasn't allowed to play because I'd quit or something like that. I don't even it's I don't know. I've I've definitely blocked it out. On? Who put that on you? Your mom or the coach? Uh going to the games, if that's true, I might have that could be a memory that I'm just making up for no reason. But okay. but I feel like I, I I probably wanted to. That might even be it. I might have oh, wanted okay. to <laughs> and asked if I could still sit on the bench. That might be that's probably what it was. Oh, I got honestly. you. Okay. Okay. But uh, no, yeah, I, I definitely played basketball for fucking, I don't know, 20 years, 15, 15 years for sure. Mm-hmm. Little baby mm-hmm. to high school guy. Same. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Victoria. Did the music, I also kind of felt a bit like, uh, like the uh, high school musical thing the Zac Efron mm-hmm. character. Cause I was basketball guy, but I, there was a part of me that definitely wanted to go and try choir and maybe not theater as much, but just like be on a stage and sing and that kind of deal. But I theater, I would do again. I, I would do theater again. I didn't have a confidence for that at all. Yeah, <laughs> that That's like out of my comfort zone so hard. And I'm almost kind of trying to weasel myself back into it later now, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing I'm going to do again, I think. The musical theater I would do again. Can you do, sure. do you know how to like mix music and stuff? Nah. No. Nope. No, I was a voice, that's it. But you can put vocals down on a track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I can still do that. I can still do that. No, I dude, I mean, even when I started this podcast, it was me and another dude and he did all the audio audio recording mm-hmm. stuff. I was just I was just a voice. Yeah. And uh, and then when he left, I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? Because <laughs> all the equipment was his. And so that's when I kind of started over with Geekdom. 
because uh, oh, they had that, that room, right, right, right. Yeah, and then COVID hit. Yeah, so I never even, I never even finished an episode. Really, with them? Huh? No, because part of part of your membership at Geekdom with the podcast studio is you get an audio engineer with you. Oh, really? Wow. Fuck yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Wait one second here. Um, isn't that fifty dollars a month? Correct. What in the actual yeah. what? <laughs> you have free reign to the oh my to god the podcast studio. I have a key to it. Free coffee. Like they gave me Are there showers in there? I don't think so. Yo, if there's, hmm, I will move into. I will. I will move into <laughs> a rand building for fifty dollars yeah. a month and have an audio engineer. Yeah, I will do that. That would I'm be not, that would be appeal, right? Like, yo, fifty bucks a month. You're gonna give me an audio engineer. It's gonna mix my shit and everything. Yeah, yeah. And give then me less never, work. I never got to do it, and so when they started charging me again in May, I was like, uh, I'm not going into that studio anytime soon. Like yeah. that doesn't. So they are. That's not going to be safe. I think they're closed temporarily again. They were open and they were closed and they're open again. And, um, but it's a great spot, bro. And like, if, if I feel comfortable again in January or whenever, and like we have a vaccine, like I'm down to go back there again. Cause like the dude that, that mixes there, like was, is owns a podcast company, like 50 bucks a month. Fuck yeah. You don't have to bring your. They have a twenty-seven inch iMac in there with Ableton and everything. I don't even know what that is, but uh, it sounds oh, it's, it's it sounds software. good. It's good. <laughs> Again, never got to use it. Damn. So, um, yeah. So no, I don't. I'm not shit. I have Final Cut Pro, not Final Cut Pro. What's it called? Um, Premiere. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the hell it's called. Let's see what it's called. <laughs> it might be Final Cut, actually. Uh, no, Final Cut software, right? Or um, what is this thing called? Oh, Logic Pro. I have Logic, Logic Pro. gotcha. Because Apple gave that shit to me for free. Really? Oh, like like yeah. because they liked you or just it comes on computers? No, when I was an employee, you get mm. that shit for free. Oh, nice. Okay. That's cool. So you could have uh, all of that stuff. So I kept it, obviously. And uh, and then, yeah, I bought this, uh, this new mic. Like a week ago, two weeks ago, so that I could start doing it again, and and then it was perfect timing for us to sort of uh, to cross paths, if you will, cross streams. Yeah. <laughs> it, it it actually is perfect because I was kind of concerned that you wouldn't like. I was starting to think about the logistics of using the microphone, and then you have like if you if you had had an XLR, it just yeah. The, your audio on my end just would have been terrible and there would have had to been like this whole transfer yeah. of data but yeah this this totally works yeah and usually i i would record on my my i usually do everything on my patio yeah <laughs> but uh is this oh this, this cicada, is imac it's cicada season oh like, okay like i can't even work outside because now my boss told me the other day he's like it sounds like there's a rattlesnake next to you like, oh <laughs> shit Oh, that's right. We're still working remote. That's right. I forget. Oh, dude, I forget I'm stuck here until January. Really? They just they've yeah. completely over it. Shut wow. it down. Yeah. All right. Company I work for is a very large company that has a very large campus of sixteen thousand people. Shall not be named. Whoa. And um, I didn't know they had. And uh, <laughs> they they told us like 
the first it was September, like in March they said, or in April they said September, and that like I'm a super social person. I was like, oh my god, this is the fucking worst. And then, like three weeks ago, they said December thirty first, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> well, I just started, dude. Well, that could be cool. I was like, December thirty first, maybe they'll throw you a nice big uh, end of the year party. Uh, yeah so i'm stuck with my 13 inch macbook air because i didn't even get to bring my computer home so like like your personal computer no my work computer okay my work computer i didn't get to bring it home because i'm second i'm a contractor so my desk i had a 15 inch macbook pro 12.9 inch uh ipad pro two 27 inch monitors set up bro are you what, what, get, with, with, w- without giving away the company and mm. your job? Just I get. I'm just trying to figure out. Like, are you coding? Like, why do you need all of that kind nah, of? I don't. What, what do we I don't code. I'm a systems <laughs> analyst. Okay. is what it's called. Although, let's be fair. I have not analyzed a single system. <laughs> <that>. uh, <laughs> I uh, I do. I work in IT. Yeah. So um, I'm like a top tier support for is a part of my job. And then I do like technology deployment. Um, I do a little bit of, um, uh, like pilot programs for, um, uh, like executive directors and higher stuff like that. Um, you know what, instead, yeah, just, instead of potentially getting you in trouble for your new job, I would, how much can you divulge on <laughs> previous Apple job stuff? Cause I have, I want to know like how soon in advance do you know that I shouldn't buy the, the old Apple product because the new one's about to be announced. Look, this is <laughs> legitimately the truth. I want to tell you this right now. There are 60,000 U S based retail employees. They don't sell us shit. <laughs> like legitimately. I would tell customers that and they'd be like, I don't believe you. Like, I still don't believe tell you're me? telling me that now. I still don't believe you right now. <laughs> dude, I'm the kind of dude that like, you're like, hey, I work for Mac Rumors. I'll give you $10,000 if you tell me. I'm like, oh yeah, come on, meet me outside. Like, let's go. I don't give a fuck. Right. I'm not loyal to anybody but my family. Let's go. <laughs> like, and so, no, they didn't tell us shit, bro. Like we would, we knew there was a phone coming out in the fall. That's all we ever knew. Okay. Because, that was on Mac Rumors. But when did my boss? Oh, Mac. <laughs> they're just telling you what my Mac Rumors is. were on Mac Rumors. Yeah, yeah, no, they wouldn't yeah. even tell exactly. us. Exactly. You're getting your news from, yeah. My bosses would be on Mac Rumors. Right. Like, we didn't know shit. I mean, we really didn't know anything. And, like, no bullshit. Like, the day of launch or the day that they would announce it and they would have the big event. Like, we would have screens up in the back watching it together with everybody else oh my god that's what we find out and then we never got to see the phone in person until the day we got there for launch the only oh people god. that got to see it were the inventory people and that's because it would show up like two days before launch mm. that's it and then we would have cops back there to make sure that yeah like that's legit we never they never told us anything That's disappointing. I think people still don't believe it. It's really true, disappointing. Man. Otherwise, like, yeah, I believe you. It was disappointing for me too because I wanted to know. 
Let's see. But they didn't, like, for real, for real, did not sell it. Didn't sell it. We never knew. I would come to work and be like, oh, hey, a new MacBook Pro came out yesterday. Like, what? Yeah, you have a week <laughs> to get it before you can repair it. Like, what the fuck? And that's how it would go. It would be like, I would get an email and be like, new MacBook Pro out today. Here's the time that you need to take the certification exam for. Because I couldn't repair it until I was certified in it. Right. Like, and that was. And we would have like a week to get the whole team certified. How soon before a bunch of those start coming in? Like that day, they would show up and it'd be there. But I mean like that are broken already. That need to be fixed. Oh, it depended on the machine. Yeah. It was really, I mean, really rare that something would go like Samsung, you know, like can't bring shit on the phone bad. On the the, um, plane bad. You remember when Samsung phones were exploding? Exploding, yeah. 100%. We never had... I mean, we never had anything of that magnitude where no. it was like, oh, we have to take the whole thing back. I mean, every once in a while, people would come in and be like, hey, I just bought this yesterday. But we'd, we'd just give them a new one. Yeah. Speaking of which, you know what? My, yeah. my, my I got an email probably a year ago at this point, actually. But I got an email that said that my Mac is, uh, excuse me, is eligible for a free battery repair because my MacBook mm. is of the model that, <laughs> that I guess was having issues. And it definitely does get burning hot all the time because I'm sitting here rendering 4K videos and it's wanting to melt. Well, that, that, that's another sorry, issue in itself. Sorry, motherfucker, that doesn't that. have anything to do with I, the battery. I know, that, I know, but <laughs> even before, it definitely was heating up quite a bit, but probably get get your battery for free and then your shit will still heat up like crazy. <laughs> no, that's, yeah, that's not, yeah, yeah, that's true. You need a desktop if you're rendering shit like that. I do need a desktop really badly. But, yeah. you know, sorry, take this back. You know that. Yeah, so. it took me a while to. So what's the plan for you? Like, what's the goal for you? What are you trying to do? What do you mean? Like, in, what? In life? So you do video production, right? Mm-hmm. What uh, else do you do? How many hats you got? A lot of hats. I've got this podcast hat right now. Uh, yeah. Video. I'm a videographer, photographer, a graphic design, kind of. That's how I started my creative career was graphic design. Um, I have a, like, uh, the, the guitar. I do a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. Singing. I have not really... Sh- I, that's actually how I started my YouTube career actually was, and I call it a career. I don't even know how that happened, but, um, I started I on you, I've YouTube. Done, I've done 38 episodes of my podcast. I feel like it's a career too. So I get it's it. work, dude. It really is work. It really is, man. The, the first episode. And most podcasts don't get past seven episodes. That's really? The, that's the truth. I was so upset. Most ups- podcasts, like 60 to 80% of them don't get past seven episodes. I was so upset with myself that I missed this Wednesday. And that's actually something that I want to talk about in a minute because it had to do with mm. mental health and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. Anyway, I started YouTube stuff by putting out covers, which is something I'm going to start doing again. And that's why I was asking about what you sing and what you like to sing. And cause I would, if you can sing, I mean, more the merrier kind of, you know, if, if there's a yeah. song that potentially we could sing together somehow, I don't know. On, I'm but I'm always down. Where I was going with that, right. I don't remember. But oh, so you do lots of hats. So what are what are the goal? What are you hoping to spawn out of all of this? Honestly, I'm kind of living the dream already. I'm kind of doing it already. 
as long as I can pay my rent and have extra, like a little extra to continue buying extra shit to invest into what I want to do, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rent I'm is covered you. and a little bit of extra fun shit and I can eat. I'm good for now. That's legitimately all the matter. You're supposed to work to live, not live to work. Yeah. I mean, I'm 26. I'll be 27 in December. I've, I've got, I've got a bit of time here. (laughs) You're going to be all right. 30 does do what you want to do. 30 does feel a little bit scary. I will say that it was, it It was, I'm not looking forward to it, but maybe I should be. Yeah. No, it's just, it turns out it's just a year. Are my knees going to hurt more? They are. I know. (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) Just don't gain 300 pounds. You'll be fine. Your knees will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's for sure. Well, yeah. Talk to me about the mental health stuff. Let's go. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I know a little bit about that stuff. Well, I, I don't even know, really know what happened, really. So I was upset with myself that I that I missed this Wednesday because I pounded it in everybody's face, like, I guess a couple of weeks ago now or three weeks ago, that uh, podcasts come out on Wednesdays. Podcasts come out on Wednesdays. Don't forget that. Podcasts come out on Wednesdays. And then I just completely mm-hmm. missed it. And it's because on Sunday... I was just having a shit day. I don't know. I just like woke up that night. I had dreamed about just like murder and destruction. And then I woke up in like just a shitty, <laughs> weird mood. And in my head was just on repeat. It was just like, I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. And then, I mean, I didn't do anything about it. And it's like, I know that this is just a thought. I'm like, all right, I'm just chilling. Like it, I'm just not going to do anything. Just like wait for everything to pass. But I just completely just shut down and didn't do anything that whole day. Just nothing. So, yeah, a lot of that. <laughs> spent a whole lot of whole lot of years doing that, homie. Yeah, a whole lot of years. Um, and then a couple of days of feeling that, or what? Like no, four just days? just that one day, just Sunday, just Sunday. And I'm I I was thinking about it on Monday. Uh, Monday, I then ran ten miles. And I've been, uh. I've been fine ever since, but I don't attribute it to that. I attribute it to on Saturday, I ate a dick load of sugar and like, I had like a bunch of ice cream and all these other things that my body's just not used to. And I'm thinking that uh-huh. that must've been my body being like, Hey, we're just going to shut down for a little bit. Your, your brain isn't going to work properly. We're going to get all this shit out of your body. And then tomorrow that shit matter. We'll, we'll, really we'll, 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 we'll be back. So I think that's what it yeah. was. <laughs> Cause I drink like a gallon of water every day and don't eat almost any bullshit at all. So I think my body was very confused. Good for you, man. Yeah, that's just tough, dude. I mean, I don't know. I've mental health and uh, mental health issues, troubles have been part of my life since I can remember. Yeah, or just the natural, not natural, but nor- well, probably natural, but. um part of my life for as long as I can remember. I spent a lot of years being really fucking sad. Like just, there's no other way to put it. Just really sad. Does it, and, uh, does it anchor to a, like a thing or is it? Yeah. I was abused when I was a child mm. and, um, not by my parents. Luckily. Yeah. <laughs> I was not physically, was, I was molested when I was a child and it, I, I stuffed it and I didn't tell anybody. And, um, I didn't tell anybody until I was eight when it happened. I didn't tell anyone until I was 19. And I told my wife. She was the first person I said. And I didn't tell my mom until I was 30. 
And then I, you know, I got daddy issues, man. This just is what it is. I did not have the greatest dad. And so I think a lot of it had to do with that. And then um, a lot of questions about identity and stuff like that. But like, look, the truth is like, if you get molested when you're a kid, it fucks you up in a way that it's just really, you become not everybody, but for me, for sure, I was hypersexual and Mm. there was no, no, no real outlet for that. Um, especially if you're not like, uh, not play a play in high school, I, find anybody. <laughs> I was trying to put it in, but I couldn't find anybody. And, uh, and, uh, then a lot of like, uh, you know, trying to just discovery and then we had kids really young and, uh, I still didn't know what I wanted to do when I grew up. And I think that fucked with me too, because I really wanted to be a good dad, mm-hmm. but I was like, I'm a kid trying to teach a kid. So a lot of good journeys, you know, uh, religious discovery uh, or religious study, I guess you should, you could say I'm not a religious person, but I did a lot of studying, um, trying to figure out who I was and what I believed in. And then just like, uh, yeah, and then just like, I needed therapy, like I really did. And I got therapy. And then it just, if you don't, it's sort of like um, the best way to explain it. Like, like I went to therapy, and, like, and I basically sharpened my knife. You know what I mean? Sure. And got it nice and sharp, and I felt good. I was ready to chop the shit out of anything. Right. And then I used that knife, and I didn't sharpen it again. And then I broke again. Mm-hmm. And I broke back. And uh, add that together with some, some really bad health scares um, that I went through. And um, at one point, I wasn't able to work for six months when I was at Apple. And, um, you know, you spend four months in bed. It's really difficult to come out of it, like, super mentally stable. For sure. And, uh, yeah, got it, you know, had to sharpen my knife again. So now I'm just trying to do a better job of like, you know, every day we just, we just brush that knife a little right. bit. You know what I mean? Right. Um, we're right. not always good at it, but. So it, the, it, it, sucks, it sucks, but it is what it is. The, uh, the thing that I had with, with the repeating of the, it's almost like a, it's almost like a negative mantra. Is that something that you have too? And also the four oh, months. Yeah, that's, and, always, that's a thing. It's there. Yeah, it's always. I wonder how many people like, actually have that. Yo, you can't fucking do this. You can't mm. do this at all. What are you thinking? Who are you? You can't do this shit. That's interesting. Combined with like, like this sort of like false sense of bitch. I'm John motherfucking Roberts, and I can right. do whatever I want. <laughs> well, that's the Goggins thing. If you follow Goggins yeah. at all, that's his shit too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um. But the so it's sort of like a square up, man. I'm always like, which one's gonna win today? Right. Which, that ridiculous like you don't know me bitch or like <laughs> i can't do this <laughs> i can't do this at all i can relate to that for sure because i've never had the voice all never really says you can't do this or any it doesn't like mm. have that sort of thing it's all it always just goes to it, it's always death <laughs> every time it's it's never death? yeah yeah like well, i was saying it was just like a repeat i want to die i want to die or that and so then i was like okay I wonder how many people actually say that 
thing over to themselves all the time. So I looked that up and it said that that will usually be, it'll go from like, as it progressively gets worse, it'll go from, I want to die to, I need to die. And that's when you should really definitely be worried. Also, I need to remember to put a trigger warning in the beginning of this somewhere. Just note to myself, uh, to other people, but, um, yeah. So did, did that ever happen? Did it ever, did you ever feel like something go from one thing to a, you need to do this? And maybe you're not even yeah. that, but yeah, like you're just self, it was just self doubter. No, well, there was that. And then I, like when I was at my worst, man, there was definitely like a, if I don't, if I don't sharpen this knife right now, like this knife is going to stab me. Right. Right. I got really close. Yeah. A couple times I got really close. Yeah. Never had a plan or anything, but I no. had the ideations for yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. the, the four, yeah. you That's said tough. you couldn't work for six months and for those months mm-hmm. you said it was a lot of just bed stuff. Yeah. Like just like for real, like just laying in bed. Cause I, I, yeah. I, okay. So in 29, yeah. 20, end of 2018, beginning of 2019, December, like a lot of December, a lot of December was that for me, or it could have even been like half of whatever that time of the year. But for like a solid month, it was like a lot of bedtime, just <laughs> no energy, very lethargic. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do anything. Yeah, no, I was in the hot. So I went to the hospital and in uh, five, six years ago, I'm going to say, I'm going to say six years ago in August will be six years. And I had five blood clots in my left leg. Mm. And I had three surgeries in a week and stayed in the hospital for a month. And Got most it. of that time was in the ICU. And it turned out I had this really rare, um, uh, uh, what's called a, um, uh, what the fuck is it called? <laughs> uh, I was born like that, essentially. It's called Mayferner syndrome. Okay. And what it means is the, the vein and where your vein and your artery cross in your groin everybody's does mm-hmm. right artery goes in the uh into the left leg vein into the right leg sure yeah or, or the opposite something like that um it one compresses on the other and it blocks it mm-hmm. and then that causes left lower extremity blood clot mm. so then because of that they had to go in and put it a stint in my groin that's why i had three surgeries because then they, they had to try to destroy the clots so they had to put this like crazy thing, three tubes in my leg to like try to bust the clock. Anyway, it was a long ordeal. I've had seven clocks now at this point, or six, six, Let's go with six. Um, and um, and then I was on bed rest. Uh, I could take like four hundred to four hundred fifty steps a day. For you could or you had to. That was it. That was all I was allowed. That's all you're allowed. So it was like in my house at the time, it was like to the kitchen once, to the Mm -hmm. bathroom twice, that's it. Wow. The whole day. And that was four months. And then uh, like just, I've had residual swelling in my left leg ever since. What did they, do you know what that was like? That sounds like if it's the thing happening in your groin area, is that from like sitting Mm -hmm. a lot or... No, I was born born that way. It's just oh, that's the part that was born that way. I was oh, born that way. Got it. 
Yeah, that had nothing to do with weight. It had nothing to do with sitting. No, because uh, Apple, you're walking eight, nine thousand steps a yeah, day. Yeah, that's what work. I was thinking. I was like, do do you, y'all just like? <laughs> no, no, um, no. It was just how I was born, and uh, it took that long for it to really uh, cause damage. May thirteenth. Okay. Um, so just the way it is. And uh, it's really super, super, super rare. It took me five years to get a diagnosis. So, whoa, because I, I went to a lot of doctors that didn't know. Did you go out of state? No, no, no. I got lucky and found a hematologist and uh, uh, that set up Genius Bar um, uh, appointment recommended to me. And uh, Dude, like, looked over my charts and then, like, 30 minutes was like, oh, you got May Turner syndrome. I was like, You got a good what? brain. Thanks, doc. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he saved my life. Like, that dude yeah. just came, came through. Enough. Yeah. No, just the way I was born, bro. And a lot of people, it kills a lot of people because you, you don't know what's happening. And uh, you may be otherwise completely healthy. And then it just shows up in your lungs or in your heart or your brain. Oh. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so that's like a that's like a thing where it could happen anywhere. May Turner's can ha- yours just happen to be there, or it can happen anywhere. May Turner happens in one place, but what it causes is blood clots in your left leg. Specifically, Those left leg. Left specifically, left hmm, leg. Interesting. And then the blood clots move, and so mine were all caught when they were in my calf. But if they get above your hip. Like it could be hours and you'll be dead. And so I got lucky and they caught all of them in my calf. All six of them. They never went any higher than my calf. But yeah, lots of, it kills lots of people. Lots of people. I don't know what the mortality rate is because I never wanted to know. Yeah. No, um, you don't want to know. You just, yeah, just, just keep. No, but I'm good now. I mean, like yeah. I had, I had the surgery. I had, uh, they, they put in the device to keep the, the artery open. We're good. I go, I mean, I have to go to the doctor every three months and I have to be on blood thinners for the rest of my life, but. Oh man, dude. It's nothing compared to what a lot of people go through. Well, it just makes me feel lucky because I don't have any like things that I know about yet. So it makes me kind of worried in that sense. But like the most I've ever been in the hospital is usually because of dumb shit that I've done and it's not I, that too. I almost never do dumb <laughs> shit <laughs> like the last time was the eyebrow I don't know if you saw that but I had to get stitches in my you. eyebrow for that like two weeks after Kobe died because I was God you know I hadn't played basketball yet since then God damn Kobe. yeah he made me I just got some Kobe fours the other day a friend of mine gave me some really I don't even know what those look like but hold on I got are they low tops he, lo- he loved low tops no they were before the low tops they're like mid. Mm. See, I still consider those low tops, but yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah. Are those for playing? They don't even look like basketball shoes. They look yeah, like dude, look they look like forces. Okay. Look how clean they are. They're perfect. These uh, belonged to a Spurs player. Ooh. Which one? Yes. I uh, can't tell you. <sighs> Let me see the size. Twelve. Mm, yeah, it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna tell. Oh, oh, I know who it is. I know who it is. You share you share an Italian background with this fella. That is not true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Although I got Marco Bellinelli's, I'm I'm. Uh, there was a time where me and Marco were boys. Really? 
Yeah, my kid FaceTimed him by accident once. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> I actually I actually met Kawhi. I okay. I mean I met a lot of the, yeah. the, the Spurs yeah. players back then, but he was Kawhi was yeah. actually mean to me, dude. No. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, I, I, I kind of <laughs> like. I know that he like he left and broke my heart, and I kind of want to tell the world about it, but I don't. You know, I'll I'll tell it a little bit. I'll tell it a little. Maybe bit. had a bad day. I don't know, dude. But I hope the last at the end, I see this kid. Danny running. Green was an asshole to me twice. So really? I get it. Yeah, fuck that guy. Oh man, he was nice to me. See, there you go. Yeah, I guess I met Kawhi multiple times. He was very nice to me. That's good. I saw him coming out of a jewelry shop after I was done with my shift at Starbucks. He was with another dude. To his credit, maybe it wasn't was him. Short? Maybe it actually wasn't him. Say that again. The other guy. Was the other dude short? Yeah. Like normal class? Very. Jeremy Castleberry. <laughs> Almost guarantee it was Jeremy Castleberry. is Kawhi's best friend. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure it was Kawhi, and this is 20. This would have been 20, like 13. So he had just he had just missed a free throw and lost us a chip at some point. So mm-hmm. uh, pretty sure he was probably getting. He was. Pro- I love how Spurs fans rarely bring that up. Thank you, by the way. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I see him coming out. I'm assuming he probably was getting a lot of shit at that time in his life. Um, but I looked him up and down. He looked me up and down and I was still wearing my Starbucks uniform. And then I just passed by him and I was like, I'm pretty sure that was quiet. I'm going to turn around. I just want to shake the man's hand, tell him what's up. I tap him on the shoulder. Like, sure. I suppose. But it shouldn't have been that big of a deal. It really shouldn't have been that big of a deal. I mean... <laughs> if somebody comes up to me, anybody that watches my show and decides that they're a fan wants to shake my hand, I'm going to be nice to you. Let me tell you. I'm going to be nice. I don't want nobody to <laughs> I'm just kidding. Please tell me you love me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I, it's like, yo, are you Kawhi? He's like, nah, man, that's not me. You get the fuck away from me. I'm like, all right. Yeah! I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's exactly what I would have told you if I was Kawhi. That's hilarious. And then so I start walking away. No, man. I, I, that I, ain't it. I ain't it. Get out of here. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Do I look like him? Do I have the same hair? No, see, that's my thing. I, at that point, wasn't even really watching basketball as much as I used to. And so I did, wasn't paying. I didn't, see, I didn't see him lose us the chip. I was just told about it. And so the fact that I even bring that up, that, that, I only bring that up because I know that he was upset with me. And I was like, why did he do that? I don't understand. I needed a justification. And so I had to do some research and that's the reason. But I see this kid running I, uh, down the mall with a Sharpie and a basketball. And I'm like, good luck. Hope he doesn't kick you in the face. I met him twice. He was very lovely. <laughs> he was really lovely. Really nice dude. To me, at least. Yeah. But yeah, Danny Green was a bit of a dick to me. Well. But all good but you know what i have a friend who works for the team and my friend told me danny green's a very nice guy so danny just apparently on two separate occasions in my store well what is the story was a dick to me like what did, uh, what did you do oh I hey, are you danny green helping him with something <laughs> nah I don't, nah i know who you are yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> the only thing i ever said like that is michael finley do you know michael finley yeah i know michael finley yep Michael Finley came to the store and I was like, hey man, anybody ever tell you you look like Michael Finley? And he just went, ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> that, 
<laughs> Nobody in the world was like Michael Finley. <laughs> he knew I knew, and I knew he knew I knew, and we were good. <laughs> uh, that's great. <laughs> we were good. I didn't buy, I didn't shake his hand or anything. We just went. We yeah. met eyes. He left. Said hi. The way I walked. No, I was helping Danny Green with his phone or something, and uh, he the first one he like asked me about when the IMAX got changed and it didn't have a CD drive anymore. Mm. And he like went off about how Apple's trying to steal people's money. I was like, sorry, mm. man, I don't have any control about that. And he's like, I know you don't. I was like, all right, good talk. And then the second time, I was just walking by. He's like, hey, man, you help me real quick. I was like, sure. What's up, Danny? He's like, uh, he told me I forget the store. I'm gonna forget what the, the some fucking furniture store. He's like, you know where the store is? And I was like, nah, I don't. And he goes, uh, and I really didn't. Like I would have told him if I'd known. Yeah. And he's like, you work the mall. You don't know where this is. I like, oh, I, I bet you I know what it is. I don't, I don't shop there. Z Gallery. And it was like, no, 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 it wasn't Z. No? I got a piece of Z Gallery in my house. <laughs> um, huh. That Clint gave me. Shout out, shout out, Clint. No, it was like. Uh, Started with a P. I forget what it's called. Um, Pottery it, Barn. Yeah, that's what it was. Pottery Barn? And I was just like... <laughs> fucking pot- I I Danny Green going to like, Pottery Barn? <laughs> I don't know. He's complaining about a damn CD drive and an iMac. So. And, um, <laughs> and so I was like, sorry, dude. I don't shop there. And he's like, you don't shop at Pottery Barn? I was like, no, I, I don't. <laughs> I want to be like, I'm poor, motherfucker. I got all these kids. Like, I can't... <laughs> No, I don't shop at Pottery Barn. Like <laughs> he was just a dick. But every other athlete, every other Spurs player, every other like yeah, basketball player, all been lovely. Did you ever get all to meet, been lovely? Did you ever get to meet Tim? Tim and Pop yes, were the two classic Spurs that I never got to meet. How were I, they? I sang for Tim Duncan once. Really? Uh, that yeah, why? I used to when when I was in college. I used to work at the old Macaroni Grill that was at Hebner Oak Shopping Center. Mm-hmm. And at one point, they hired opera singers to sing there. So you were like a host, and then they you were the entertainment sometimes. You remember this? I'm so sorry. I made fun of somebody doing that. Yep. I should. Oh, it's a great reason to make fun of somebody. <laughs> it's an embarrassing-ass job. <laughs> you just walk around with a list. And like, Hello, I've only eaten there once. And yeah. Yeah. They were doing that. And uh, and I was there at like a lunch, and this blonde lady was sitting at, the, at one of the booths off in the corner by herself. And I was like... I'm John. I'm the singer for the day. If you'd like a song, please let me know. Blah, blah, blah. I never wanted to sing for anybody. I was of course like, not. Please, <laughs> please don't fucking ask me to sing. <laughs> These people are trying to eat their dinner. This is the stupidest shit I've ever yeah. been hired to do, but yeah. I'm so poor. Yeah. And um, and the lady was like, I would love that. And I was like, great. <laughs> fucking pick a song. <laughs> like, great. I'm sure you're going to ask for like, oh, solo mio or something stupid. <laughs> And uh, like over my shoulder, I saw fucking Tim Duncan sit down with her, and I was just like, "Whoa, <laughs> oh no!" And uh, and he was like, "She was like, hey, this guy's the singer for the day. Do you want a song?" And he goes, "Sure." And so I was like, "Go ahead, pick a song." And she was like, "You sing us a song. You pick one." So I just sang something not on the list that was like an Italian pop song. And she's like, "Thank you so much." And he like hit me. And uh, have a good day. And I just walked away because I was <laughs> embarrassed. 
because for every person I ever sang at and sang for in that restaurant, I was super fucking embarrassed. I would like, get me the fuck out of here. There's no way I would have been able to keep my shit together. I'm so surprised that you were able to do that because Tony Parker came in and I made him a hot chocolate. And then I went and hyperventilated and smoked three cigarettes on a 20 and a half minute break that I shouldn't have been taking. <laughs> like I lost my shit. Way. I don't react that way to famous people. I just don't. I mean, I, I was why. cool. I worked, then I, I worked with Tony Parker like four or five times. Yeah. I worked with, the best was fucking David Robinson. I worked with like four or five times. Why? He was very nice. Is, is this all Apple? Yeah, all Apple. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Worked with Boris Diaw a bunch. Yep. Worked with Matt Bonner a bunch. Yep. Um. Yeah, I mean, my, one of my really great friends, Parker, there who worked for the Spurs, and I, you know, I met and became very good friends with the coach Messina's wife, and uh, got to go to a lot of fucking games sitting tenth row, bro. Oh man! Like I would go like, you, you know, know what? Five six times. Yeah, five, six I have. Times a I did see that on your story all the time. Yeah, I, went and I was a lot, like, bro. damn, dude, those are like five hundred dollar tickets. Maybe more She's sometimes. I, I sat in the <laughs> I sat in the family section next to her. Oh wow! That's and her so kids, cool. yeah, because she's Italian, bro. That's how this works, right? You meet somebody you speak Italian to, and so we just chatted it up. And her friend was there with her, and she was like, "Do you want to? Do you like basketball?" And I was like, "Oh my god, yeah!" Like, <laughs> it's my. I always tell people that basketball is my hobby. Like, it's what I watch. Like, it's what I. It's my favorite TV TV show. And um, the lady Lauda was like, "Oh, you should you should come to a game." And I was like, "Oh, do you have tickets?" Because <laughs> her last name wasn't Messina. Because mm-hmm. Italian women don't take their husband's last name. Mm. And um, and her friend was like, "Oh yeah, her husband's Ettore Messina." And I was like, "Because <gasps> <laughs> he's a fucking legend in Italy. He's a legend in Italy. He coached. Uh, he coached like." Uh, he coached with the, um, you know, with the Lakers. He's the winningest coach in European history. He's like a five-time coach of the year in European basketball. Like that explains all the European legend. players that we get. Got yeah, yeah. And uh, so, sure enough, like uh, I don't know, five six times a year, she'd hit me up and be like, "Hey, you want to come to the game tonight?" Like, yep. Damn. And so she would have two tickets for me. Tenth row. Let me tell you, anytime you can't go, I'm your guy. It's, it's <laughs> down. They moved to Milan. Oh, damn. I know. Well, I still keep up with them, though. They're nice people. They're good people, man. Really good people. So, yeah. All right, bro. You got anything else to ask me? Because I got to go. No, dude. I, I appreciate your time, man. It's a pleasure. Honestly, a pleasure. I'm glad we got to address the fact that I did not get you fired. I love how you tied that back in and uh, <laughs> <laughs> for everybody that does think he's, he, that he did that. Uh, he, let's just say that he did. Let's just leave it on that. Bullshit. <laughs> All right. So where do we, where do my listeners find you? Your listeners can find me. You can just, everything that I do is at dangelvan.com. It should all be on the homepage. Pretty simple to find right on the front. Awesome. Mine is uh, Mama's Red Sauce on uh, on Instagram because that's my porn name. Uh, it's like, wait a minute, do you? <laughs> what the hell is this? What are you talking about? 
<laughs> you got I'm pretty sure this one. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what it still is. That's what it was. <laughs> um, it's a. Uh, it's. I think it's Ron Jobberson eleven. I'm just kidding. Uh, Ron Jobberson, so just my first initials. Uh, I don't think it's eleven. Yeah, check because I changed it. I used to change I'm it sure it's all just the time. Ron Jobberson. Oh, it might be just Ron Jobberson. My first initial and, la- and of my first and last name switch. Chris Gonzalez did that to me. Um, yep, Ron Jobberson. Just Ron. J- and Ron I'll, 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 I'm gonna put it on the screen too, so that's all good. Okay. Uh, yes, yeah, so I appreciate you, man. Um, I'll get a. I'll post it on my on my uh, Instagram stuff, and the podcast is somewhere on the spectrum. So. Absolutely. Much love, my friend. Appreciate it, man. I will see you next time. Definitely let me know yeah, if you want me on yours. For if, it's gonna if, go, I'm going to record this. Oh, I know. It's going to go on the same one. I know, but if you have... But yes, we will do an a, interview one. If, yeah, if, yeah. if you'd like. We're going to do it. Cool. For sure. All right, man. I'll see you. I appreciate you. All right, brother. Later. No problem.